You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum, we're your hosts... Justin. And Ricky. And let me ask you something, Justin. If you want to play a board game, but you don't have a table, what are you supposed to do? No, I need to know. You need to tell me now. Oh, no. I, I got nothing. Well. I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah, you weren't prepared for this because you have many different ways to keep playing board games, even though you don't have that table. Yes, today we're going to talk to you about playing board games and all kinds of other different mediums. Like in your head? Well, yeah, but I mean, sometimes they'll land you amongst the unfavorables i don't know oh okay yeah no today we're going to talk about how to play board games uh either through pc uh your phone game systems just about any other way that the publishers are putting these games into your hands wait are you saying my analog thing has gone digital come on justin it's 2019 let's do this all right let's do this (laughs) so yeah (laughs) digital board games it's a thing. It's a thing. Technically, our last episode, we reviewed one that is like half digital on its own. So, it's a cyborg game. But cyborg doesn't even have his own origin story movie. Technically, has an origin story, but, you know. Eh, it was oh. weak at best. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but before we jump into that, we do want to jump into our role recap. So. What have you been playing lately, Ricky? I bet you can't guess. It's going to be Harry Potter. Yeah, it definitely is Harry Potter. Lots of Harry Potter, lots and lots of Harry Potter. Um, I have also been playing a little bit of uh, Ticket to Ride. Uh, we went out to uh, a cabin out in the woods, and when you're out in a cabin in the woods, away from Joss Whedon makes a movie about it? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Except instead of, you know, Joss Whedon, we just played a bunch of board games. We did a lot of uh, five-second rule and uh is that where you drop the food on the floor and then you count to five and see who grabs it first yeah dude it's great <laughs> it's great in cabin that sounds extra special especially after you've you've starved all your friends for two days straight you'll you'd be surprised <laughs> um i also played uh some boss monster out there um so right on code names so all in all pretty successful trip away from everything to bring mm. everything with us. Right. At least you didn't play all the uh, video games out there at the same time. You yeah, did. we we had you, some friends you, come out you with did that switches. Anyway. No, we had two friends come out with uh they both had switches and played Stardew Valley for the entire time. That's yeah, that's well, yeah, Stardew Valley is like that, so I have I'm actually staying away from it specifically so it doesn't take over my life. I started playing it again. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I just finished up Breath of the Wild, and I was like, I am so tired of hunting down all these shrines and doing all this stuff, so I'm going to do something that's even more repetitive and picked up Stardew Valley again. Oh, same. On video game front, I've been more addicted to things like my VR and playing things like uh, Blood and Truth that just came out for it, because who wants to be an action star? I do. <laughs> my gun fu is okay, but it looks really cool when you're in it. Fair enough, fair enough. But uh, back to the tabletop side of the world. Um, after last episode, we had our Arkham 
OCG night at the local shop. And that was a kickoff to the new campaign, uh, Circle Undone. And the first scenario is actually like a session zero. You play mm-hmm. four generic people in a plot, and the goal is to survive as long as you can. You cannot win. You just survive longer. Huh. So uh, tomorrow we have the next the actual session where we're going to get kick off that campaign and really go into the hey this is you know our regular investigators and a regular figuring out what happened to all those people from last time so i'm going to put it out there right now so i can be publicly shamed if this doesn't happen i'm going to be there tomorrow i'll be there tomorrow i'm going to play next time on our roll recap i will be mentioning this as well uh yeah so that relatively wrapped up fast so we also then bust out a copy of Dead of Winter, and oh. played that. The trader completely won because, well, we pretty much needed to stockpile like food and medicine, and a lot of crises popped up that were food and medicine. So we we did not do well on that. Then I uh, realized that Gen Con was less than three months away. And I signed up for a pretty cool tournament for Pandemic. Ah, you're getting ready. And I started training myself on Pandemic because it's been a while since I played a regular version. And it, I don't know if I've actually really played on expert level before. So I started training myself on, this. let's make this game as hard as it can be, as well as assigning myself two random roles. So I didn't even pick what characters i was playing i just played whatever i dealt myself and just mm-hmm. had to deal with it um needless to say in the last two weeks i've played about 15 games of pandemic good god man are you at least listening to like eye of the tiger the whole time doing like some sort of rocky montage through it all that's in post-production fair enough fair enough the real version is that um so my my wound percentage has actually been pretty okay um, I'm about 33% win percentage in that. So of the 15 games, I've won five of them. Ah. So I want to improve that number, but at the same time, there's just some games you don't win. It's just how long can you last. And uh, we also then played some Gloomhaven, some more of that. Uh, Heroes of Terranoth, because uh, Gloomhaven wrapped up. We got going early enough where the session ended and it wasn't enough time to play second scenario but still enough time to play something shorter mm-hmm. so here's a turn off it was uh more pandemic then uh, memorial day came and it was like you know what let's play board games and we got together and played three full sessions of gloomhaven no oh. got new classes unlocked got retired character like we got a lot of stuff accomplished it actually felt like a very big day um, in just like unlocking boxes, writing things down, reading new things, all sorts of fun stuff there. Uh, played some Legendary, because uh, the new Dimensions pack came out, so picked that up, played it with the new stuff. So those sought-after chase cards that were in the trading card packs to get Howard the Duck and Man-Thing, they're in Dimensions. Just go buy Dimensions, you get the characters as they were, boom, done. And then had a uh, couple's game nights. We played some Love Letter. This is a rematch from the 
four-player, 13-round love, love letter last time. It went almost nine rounds this time. It wasn't as cutthroat, but, you know, things happen. Uh, played some Lords of Waterdeep, uh, Exploding Kittens, and finished the night off with some Surto. So, all in all, very, very game-heavy. Excellent. So many games. Blew my, uh, my Memorial Day weekend playing a bunch of the same game over and over and over again out of the water. I did play Pandemic 15 times, remember. Like, yeah, that was outside of Memorial Day. It technically was. Oh, fair enough. Um, we do have a uh, retraction from our last episode. Uh, Alkovich on YouTube informed us that Descent actually does uh, track the items and skills that we have purchased throughout the game. Yeah, so. I was going off of memory when I was talking about that, and I apologize. It actually does. Yeah, so, so. we do appreciate that. Uh, always good to hear from our listeners telling us when we're wrong, because 90% of the time I'm wrong, so I like to know. Right. So that's the role recap. What about some news? Some, what do you got? Some news. Some news. All right, so IDW did announce the day one edition of the Metal Gear Solid game, the game that they announced back in December last year, I believe. Nice. Um, and we just haven't heard anything about it in a while. Um, day one edition is going to come with three additional minis. Um, they are going to come with a Hind D helicopter, a tank, and then a yet-to-be-announced miniature. It's so, a Metal Gear. It's a... It's a Metal Gear. I'm calling it now. Well, it did. Uh, it does come with one oversized Metal Gear Rex mini, so we're already getting one of those. Hmm. I can't wait to see these minis. Maybe it's a revolver on. ocelot that looks like an ocelot. Uh, 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 the ocelot, 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 ocelot. Yeah, Lieutenant Miller, ocelot. Um. So, I am excited about that. Um, they haven't announced when the pre-orders are going to start, um, but they should be any day now. So, keep in touch with your friendly local gaming store mm -hmm. and keep an eye out for that. In other news, uh, Modifus Entertainment, uh, the company that brought you Fallout Wasteland Warfare, um, they have announced that they will be doing a Skyrim version of that game. Mm -hmm. So I'm, l I'm looking forward to seeing more of those minis, see how everything turns out. Their their Fallout figures look very, very cool. Their settings look amazing. Um, so it, it's going to be exciting to see what they do with that. So I'm sad about this. You're not too sad about it. The op has announced that they're making a Star Wars Dark Side Rising. Uh, it's essentially a reskin off of Thanos Rising. Uh, it's only going to be available in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa due to licensing restrictions. You already have Thanos Rising, and you told me straight out, like, I don't need another version of that. I don't have it, so right. I would have liked to have had that. A but... Star Wars version would have been neat. Um, but yeah, I think it, it kind of comes into, like, it is the OP, so they are going to reskin their games into different IPs and franchises. I'm not surprised that they can't do it in the U.S., mainly because Fantasy Flight has that Star Wars board game license. Mm -hmm. So that's probably what's holding it up. And, well, get an import copy. I will try my best. In other news, I did see... Um, um, so I did see that 
the British board game company Big Potato Games is coming out with uh, Blockbuster, the party game. Uh, you split into teams, and the goal is to um, be the first team to collect one movie from all eight genres, action, classic, comedy, so on and so forth. Um, it's supposed to give you all those nostalgic few, uh, nostalgic feels Sure. from yesteryear. I know I grew up going to Blockbuster all the time. You mean so. from the 90s? Yeah, the 90s, all right, man. They're, we're almost 30 years away from the 90s. Well, at least 1990. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Watch yourself, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> 80s and 90s, but... Yes. Um, hey, there's still one Blockbuster left standing. Yeah, and you can buy it there or Target, so... That, that's their whole I'm glad spiel. they could have it there. Yeah. Yeah. So, mostly right now we have a few things trickling in about news. Um, mm-hmm. Origin starts on the 13th, I believe. So, we probably will have a lot more news next week or next, next episode. episode with Origins. Absolutely. And you're going to have me and Just- Justin gushing over Star Wars. Outer Rim. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe gushing. Picking up a copy and mm-hmm. playing the heck out of it. I'm pretty pretty jazzed about that right now. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so we're gonna jump over to our Kickstarter corner. Uh, Justin, you have received quite a few things. Maybe not a whole bunch of stuff, but I know you've received oh. some new. One other item of news. Uh, oh yes, Scythe. the Scythe modular board uh, went up for pre-order for Champions. And um, the champion program, it's uh, $12 a year. You can order directly from Stonemeyer, and then they give you essentially free shipping and priority shipping that you kind of get it before anybody else. So this is where a lot of people got their wingspans back in, like, January. And mm-hmm. then when the game came out, like, a couple months later and then couldn't be found anywhere because the demand was so high. This is kind of that kind mm-hmm. of way to jump the line a little bit. But this modular board is kind of neat because it comes with a big board, which is uh, the standard size board. But then you get four um, hex tiles that are groups and they're double sided. So you kind of just lay them out. The starting locations actually are now randomized pegs. So you actually can randomize who starts where on the board. Lots of different options. It's going to give the game a lot more variety. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they also offered more. Um, what are they? Uh, the structure bonus tiles. So they pretty much doubled the structure bonuses uh, mm. options, and those could be used with or without the modular board. And so. I gotta say, I do love the art on these. Uh, you're mm-hmm. pointing out a few little hidden gems on there. So They've when you Easter. look at it, yeah. yeah, look look very closely. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in there. The regular board has a lot of Easter eggs hidden in the art, and the modular board tiles have the of uh, just as many mm. and different ones. So. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, going back to Kickstarter, I've gotten some um, advanced things coming back in. Got my um, second wave for the Wizard School card game, which is something I backed. And it was a neat little card game. Got mm-hmm. the uh, first like a little expansion that was a stretch goal add-on. Um, we also got the folded space inserts from their third campaign. Mm-hmm. really do enjoy the folded space they put, get put together pretty easily just use some PVA glue slap them together 
let it dry, and now you have like precision cut foam core, no hassle, no knife uh, required for you. And they're light, they're quick. They're pretty much like your balsa wood, like your broken token or other wooden inserts, except for just fo- more of a foam core and a little bit more sturdier than a standard foam core too. I did take a look at some of yours, and I'm like, I, I've been tempted to to buy some broken token for a while, but I'm at that point where I'm like, do I really want to spend this much money pimping out my game? Right. But the the cost is much less. It's much less. It's shipping time's a little bit longer because it does come from out of states, so mm-hmm. there is a little bit of a you're not going to get it next day mm-hmm. per se, but as long as you know it's coming, it's coming. And it's it looks like it looks great in the box. It looks like a great it looks like a great product. Mm-hmm. Um, then I got the expansions for Lords of Hellas from Awakened Realms. All the stretch goals, like I think I have to still kind of inventory and double check, make sure I got everything I was supposed to get. But I I think I'm I can say I have a hundred percent of that uh, in now, and yeah. Uh, the sun drop that I was not very satisfied with on the first wave versus now because they've also learned through Nemesis and mm-hmm. and their other games of how to do a sun drop effect better is already better on the expansion stuff. So I feel a little bad that like my core stuff and my expansion stuff don't look the same. The same, but I'm okay with the better look on the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's about it for um the kickstarter corner um there are some campaigns that are going to be launched um now with june coming around and we do have one more thing to announce for our kickstarter uh we talked to Cass a few episodes ago from tomb guardians they are actually about to start a new kickstarter on june 11th if you haven't seen it yet i would definitely go on their facebook page look them up um they are doing a modular dungeon essentially Mm -hmm. um and starting june 11th they're going to start actually running that campaign running that campaign and i've got to tell you like just looking at some of the 3d models that they have they're super pretty they look like they're going to be a lot of fun yeah they're going with a dwarven mine theme uh the other thing they're going to be doing very fancy with it is there's going to be like split level stuff there's going to be um, like LED lighting and like gemstones and things mm-hmm. like that, and you can hop over to their their uh, Facebook page and see some of this. It's pretty, and I remember seeing their images from the Kickstarter last time when mm-hmm. they were doing the um, vampire court, mm-hmm. and seeing the pictures online like those are really pretty. And then we saw them at Adepticon in person, and they were just that much better. Yeah. So if if these are any translation of like the pictures online and make it look really cool the real product's going to be that much better. So, well, best of luck to Cass and the team. Yeah. We'll be keeping an eye open on that. See about uh, bringing Cass back and having him pitch because, you know, Torfin mines are cool. Yeah, no, they, they looked really, really cool. So, that's about it for our Kickstarter corner. On to... On to our topic of the day. Digital age of board gaming. Yeah. And getting that Reese's PCs effect of your analog board game in the digital world and the digital world in your analog board game. Yeah. And uh, this isn't anything new. There have been board games that had been ported over to, like, 
the NES and, and games mm-hmm. throughout the years. Um, but now we live in a day and age where you can find just about any game that you want, either an app or um, through a community that works with certain programming. You can find just about anything online. Mm-hmm. Um, I figure we're going to start jumping into um, video game systems. Games that have gone digital. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, you're, we're not only just talking about Monopoly, which has been released pretty much in every system since ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of modern games, um, modern classics, things like Carcassonne, uh, Settlers of Catan, have been transported into um, your video game systems or your PC. Uh, like, uh, Asmodee has their big digital push with uh, the Switch. They're playing mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on the Switch. So, like, right now you can get Carcassonne. You can get Istanbul. Um, Settlers of Catan is coming to, I believe it's uh, Settlers and Carcassonne are already on, like, Xbox and PSN. Mm-hmm. So, like, your video game, home video game system, you can actually get some of these uh, kind of your, your evergreen staple pillars of, of the games, of modern gaming. But you're also getting new games being digitized, too. So things like uh, the Witcher Adventure game um, that came out from Fantasy Flight a while ago, they made a digital version, and it's like a one-to-one translation. Mm. Uh, Ticket to Ride is another really good one that they put out an app. Um, and a lot of these are going to be that Asmodee brand because that's one of the major companies that's pushing a lot of their own digital stuff. But you also got companies like Stonemeyer and Scythe that we just talked about with the modular board. They've got a digital uh, game available for PC that you can um, play, and it's a one-to-one translation. Everything's 3D modeled. It's, mm-hmm. It plays just like the regular game, um, and they just came out with the Invaders from Afar expansion. So initially, it was just the core game, nothing extra, and then. Uh, Invaders from Far as the two extra factions and extra players, so they already got that mixed in. So I'm excited to see what they if they keep going. I think it's popular enough to kind of keep going to mm-hmm. uh, get the rest of the Scythe expansions mixed in there at some point. That being said, um, one of the other things that people have done is you can do a lot of card games online. Well, they'll have digital scans of the games. Uh, Keyforge has it. Uh, they call it the crucible it's not official but it is literally someone's you know dream project getting key you know online keyforge decks played uh game of thrones has one l5r has one like most meta meta competitive games are going to have some sort of equivalent out there Mm -hmm. Um, magic has their own official one so. I know Magic, yeah, and like Pokemon Trading Card Game, they've been really big about that. Anytime, anytime you buy a pack, it comes with some digi- a card that digital will digital content. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then you also have things like um, Tabletop Simulator, where you have this whole community. Not only mm-hmm. some publishers are releasing their for me or releasing their games on there, but then you have a community that is taking games and putting them into a 3d environment so you can play with people um online or you can play with people together mm-hmm. um and beef. tabletop similar is i believe vr friendly it is yes it is um which is a little bit easier to manipulate than actual 
regular PC, is mm-hmm. w- at least what I found. Mm-hmm. Because you're actually like in a 3D environment, you can actually see like your controller hand thing reaching for your pawn pieces. Because mm-hmm. I tried playing it, and my manipulation using the mouse was not very good. Mm-hmm. And be forewarned with things like tabletop or uh, tabletop. You can simulator. flip a table really well in that game. <laughs> be forewarned with uh, tabletop simulator though, because um, the community there is a community that will put these games up they're not always um they're not always licensed by the publishers or even acknowledged by the publishers so i have seen horror stories where um people are reaching out to these publishers and saying hey your game on tabletop simulator isn't working and all of a sudden they find out that this game they put a lot of effort into has just been distributed freely online mm-hmm. um so always be careful um Make sure that you do support uh, the publishers. Without the publishers, we can't get more games. It is a nice way to play a game that you may not normally play and get a feel for it before you do purchase it, but make sure to always check into that. Um, But other than that, um, there are also... uh, I mean, everyone has a mini computer in their pocket now. On any given day, I mean... Board game apps on your smartphone is great. I, I couldn't count how many board game apps I have on my phone. I, I just keep picking them up. Um, and honestly, that's... Well, I got a small list right here. Like, um, ones that I really enjoy personally, Sentinels of the Multiverse. Mm-hmm. Their digital translation is amazing. Yeah. It actually taught me how to play the game mm-hmm. more precisely because of the way all the bonus damage and, and things work in that game. The app does it perfectly. Um, an old one, uh, Elder Sign was created as a digital app. So the Arkham Horror Dice game mm-hmm. went digital. That was the first kind of foray into Arkham Horror Digital. Um, things like Odi- uh, Orium, uh, Tokenado, Smash Up, uh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, uh, Lords of Waterdeep. Mm-hmm. Ticket to Ride, Potion Explosion, Lanterns, Mysterium, Pandemic, mm-hmm. Splendor. There's so much game content. And for the most part, they're like that one-to-one translation. So it is almost, if not exactly like it is in the board game version. And so you can teach yourself a game, try something, see if you like it before you actually buy it. And usually the apps are reasonably priced compared to the actual board game mm-hmm. itself. So... Um, and then they run sales all the time. Check out your humble yeah. bundles. Check out um, just random sales. Yeah. Like I know Asmodee throws their stuff up a lot. Yeah, and I do personally know I, I always have uh, games on my phone and on my iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how my girlfriend became obsessed with Ticket to Ride because we can just boot it right up and jump right into it. No setup, no nothing. Right. So she's really gotten deep into that game now every time she has a free moment she'll pull out my ipad and just start playing it herself yeah the fact that that one auto scores for you same thing carcassonne does this to me too like i feel really guilty about not wanting to play the real version like the, the analog version of those games because i don't want to mess with the scoring mechanics mm. but you know that's me um it's one of those things that they're getting in front of your video game crowd. They're now getting exposure to potentially these board games, which might translate them into 
actually getting a real board game. Mm-hmm. So it's more exposure, broader audience, different type of audience, but we're all we all like playing games and there's mm-hmm. a very big translation across the board on that. I would suggest if you are a big video gamer and you are looking for a board game, uh, me and Justin did a lot of research before this, and we tried looking up um, top games to come from video games moved into board games, and like a lot of top lists have like three or four different versions of Monopoly or Risk on it. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I wouldn't count that as a... Uh, a port of a video game if I'm just going to play Legend of Zelda, but, you know, on Boardwalk. No, but there is a lot of other credible ones out there mm-hmm. that have come from video games. Yeah, uh, Dark Souls. Um, Dark Souls from Steam Forge is a, is a big prime example of a big, big ticket video game uh, put into a high production sort of Kickstarter mode. Um, they're still releasing content and getting more content out there, and that's kind of where they're held up right now. But they're making Horizon Zero Dawn. They're doing... Um, we got a Fallout Wasteland War- Warfare. We got uh, the Skyrim, Skyrim yeah. coming up. So you get these video game titles. Uh, Resident Evil 2 has a board game. Like They're ways for those companies to get those audiences. And they're not bad. Yeah. Um, they get there may not be the greatest games, but if you look at them as this is a gateway for that audience, mm-hmm. they're going to play those games. Go, oh, this is great. They may not know that there are better games out there or different games out there that do that mechanic much smoother. But now they're playing that game. Mm-hmm. So you already got them off the controller and off the screen. Let's keep them. But. It um, goes both ways. Yeah. Because as we talked about in our last episode. <coughs> so as we talked about in the last episode, Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle Earth is a hybrid app slash analog board game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same vein of Mansions of Madness. Both were developed with the app in mind from ground up. Same thing with uh, XCOM, the board game, which is a video game made into a board game so that's another one to tally in that list mm. and they're really really smooth now this is a very decisive thing about the community because there are some players who just don't want anything digital dealing with their analog board game and that's fine you don't have to there are certain games that you may be missing out on the ones i just kind of mentioned mm. and then there's other games out there that will be like an app powered or a companion app or something of that nature. Okay, fine. Don't You don't have to use that if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, Scythe, for example, has a Automa system where you can actually have an AI driven by a deck of cards, but there's also um, an app out there that emulates that deck for you. Mm-hmm. So either way, you're, you're covered. But we're seeing a lot more crossover and just exploring that space of what can be done between a, a digital and an analog frontier. Yeah. And it's exciting to see. And, you know, it, it's kind of nice for people who don't have a lot of time to sit down with friends or or bust everything out themselves. Helps solo Having, modes, yeah. Yeah, solo modes are great because you can just pull it up on your phone and it, it runs you through everything. Uh, that was one of the nice things about... Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is... 
you know what you can and can't do. It's going to tell you in that app. So you can't just go through solo mode and think that you can just, okay, I'm going to play one player. No, you have to you take two characters. You can't tell me what I can and can't do. I can tell you a lot of things. You're not going to listen, but I can tell you a lot of things. True. So that's a lot of it. And I'm seeing that there might be more in the future. I definitely see it. one of the nice things uh, I'll personally say about the app hybrid games are we'll take mansions as a uh, mansions of madness second edition as an example from first edition to second edition you took the overlord player and took him out so you don't have that game master dm sort of role anymore so it becomes a true co-op game because the app's taking care of all of the legwork of the bad guys and the monsters but they can release content just straight through that app there's for five dollars a whole nother scenario you can play mm. they've done i think two or three of them now that are just digital content uses the physical stuff you already have you buy it in your app store you unlock it boom mm. you have more content without having to go get a physical product yeah um and then of course they as you get physical product they usually have more stories more options that unlock not only for the new stuff, but then ways to use the new stuff with the old stuff and the old scenarios. So it just keeps expanding and keeps growing. Lord of the Rings, is, I have a good, strong feeling it'll be the same way as it's just going to expand and the more content that more time goes on, more content will be released. Uh, as we talked last time, you know, our one little fear is how long will that be supported for these mm. apps that require it? Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people. F- um, hesitate on these app games Mm. because well what if my phone goes obsolete what if uh the publisher loses the ip they can't technically still provide the the app they may do something uh unskinned version of it look at you vassar galactica (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um the other nice thing too is let's say you are a ticket head and you ups- you're obsessed with Ticket to Ride, and you want all the different boards, instead of having to buy every single tiny board, well, not tiny, they're big, instead of having to buy every single board and store all the boards, everything all in one app, everything all combined, you mm-hmm. keep everything tidy. Right. So, so, lots of possibilities, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to, like, ebooks never really wiped books off the map. Mm-hmm. They've now had to find a way to co- co-live, much like audiobooks and re- and physical books had to co-live. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel digital content and board games is going to be kind of the same way. There's going to be the hybrids, there's going to be the standalones, and then there's still going to be the pure, like, this is an analog game, get that app and mm-hmm. check it at the door. So that about does it for our digital content in board gaming. We are still running our giveaway for the Lord of the Rings. Sponsored by Lindsay's Gamer Garrison. Make sure to check out our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. We have it up Their everywhere. Web page. Yeah. Um, you can find a link to the giveaway. The giveaway will does have their website on it. It has our information on it. Yep. Make sure to give them a like. Go take a look into uh, what they have. They have quite a bit, and it's nice because... Everything's all online for you to pick up. Mm-hmm. He's got his entire stock online, so uh, if you're in the U.S., you can actually order it, and he will ship it to you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so even in the rare sense of like if he's got copies of Wingspan in stock, you can order it. Yep. And he'll ship it to you. Um, so nice thing. Definitely check that out. Got our next topic will be another review. This one will be Star Wars Outer Rim. Oh, I'm so excited. I know you are. I got I got goosebumps. Outer Rim. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this episode of Tabletop Arcanum. This is Justin. And this is Ricky. End of line. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening.